Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? Well, Connor, as you well know, it's not great because I made my Ribena, I made my pre-show Ribena too strong. <laughs> So I didn't dilute it enough, and now, quite frankly, it's, it's ruined. It's, it's ruined nightmare. the recording for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hear the extra sugar in my throat. I bet. <laughs> just, and you're going to get narky later on in the show. The sugar will die off, and oh, just, mm. round about twenty eight minutes in, I'm going to hit a yeah. dip, right? And, and, and you're I'm, going to start saying some of your strong opinions you have on very strong, yeah, very strong yeah, opinions yeah. on controversial topics. I'll have you know. <laughs> Not uncontroversial. <laughs> I have strong opinions on all the big ones. <laughs> the big important ones that affect people other than myself. <laughs> so, Sean, weird news. Other than your Ribena problems, oh. what do we do here? Uh, you have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man who has been too busy posting inflammatory comments on Twitter to look at any weird news. <laughs> See, we make this joke enough and one of your, like, all the counts will pop up. <laughs> like, wait oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, evil Sean me. <laughs> Sean like, I don't think people should have rights. It's like, I love Nobody. DC. <laughs> no! <laughs> the worst thing he could have said. <laughs> and it's like a murder victim underneath. <laughs> <But> the DC! <laughs> 
Um, so, Sean, weird news. We are starting this week with, I mean, in these days, Sean, it's so, sometimes it's tough to find a housemate, someone to live with, someone right. to just share your time with. Um, most people resort to humans, but well, one okay. man in North, North Queensland has decided that a spider, not only one spider, a monster spider, will be his home. <laughs> what the fuck? This is like next level Australia then. Because like, I think this might be the most Australia we've ever got. How big is this? What? The spider can't pay rent though. <laughs> <laughs> or can it? Amazing. <laughs> Spoken like a true landlord. <laughs> Like it's it it can't help out around the house. Yeah, I, I guess it would be a good like security guard for the house. You're doing so the dishes. You're you're always doing the dishes. Got all those arms. You yeah, got all yeah. those arms, so you can put them to work. Get four mops. So a family is sharing their home with a huge spider and is hoping she she will grow some more. Um, it is a wild huntsman spider and it first appeared in Jake Gray's home in Far North Queensland just over a year ago. Jake, what are you at? Sorry, they said this was a family. Yes. With kids? Ah, look, well, not for long. (laughs) (laughs) They belong to the spider now. They're all tucked up in their little web jackets. (laughs) Despite an initial shock, Jake's children, Jack and Bella, are now used to seeing the beast scuttling around their home and have even named her Charlotte, Sean. And I would like you to look up an image of the size of this spider because I've never seen a more fuck that picture in my life Huntsman, so fuck that <laughs> no that's how, bi- how that, big is it John uh, that's bigger than my face it's like, too big really it's, it, it's far too big it looks yeah. like a comedy prop spider that you would yeah. buy in a Halloween store um, that's too big I don't like it like I sorry I get unsettled by big things with many legs I went to an aquarium <laughs> once and there was a, like an emperor crab and it was bigger than my girlfriend, I swear to God. <laughs> so this spider is bringing back bad memories. I can just imagine you just screaming in the aquarium. <laughs> Me screaming in a sea life. Um, Jake has confirmed that the bigger than usual Charlotte was genuine and he was happy to have her at home with them and even hopes that she will grow some more in the future. He told IFL Science, great, okay, uh, he first spotted Charlotte 12 months ago. She's bigger than usual and over the years she would pop up. Seeing Seeing her eat an Asian house gecko was my highlight of the year. This man is a serial killer. Asian house gecko. <laughs> like, what was its highlight of the year? Look, I'll be honest. If I had to pick a wild animal yeah. to allow, this adorable fucking gecko is mm. way better than the monster spider. But Jake's sitting there just looking at it, just going, yes, destroy it. Yes. Feed. Like, how? Huntsman sounds like it's poisonous, right? Um, so Sharon is a huntsman spider known to grow to six inches across and apparently six inches long. Um, but they're not as scary as they may appear. The spider will oh. rarely bite a human, but if they do, you're likely to be left with a nasty nip rather than the severe consequences of a black widow bite. Well, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Of, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's not the most dangerous spider. It's not the one that'll kill you. It's still a big fuck that situation. Big fuck that situation. Mm. Like, there's, 
that, like, and not to say it like, okay, you get a dog, right? Yeah. You and and that dog, that dog can feel love. That dog can express, "Hey, I'm happy to be here." The spider just sees you as, like, not if, if not prey, then like it just sees you as another object, an annoyance, an annoyance, an yeah. interferer with his plans. Um, and so here's the thing, right? The spider apparently they went to a spider expert, Linda S. Rare. Um, she has written that spiders are unlikely to hurt you and huntsman spiders are mostly relying on their speed and then her evidence for this is in 14 years of studying Aussie huntsman spiders I've only been bitten 15 times (laughs) more than one a year more than one a year I think it's too many I think more than one is too many it is it is like and they've but that's one person on their own and I would imagine a very controlled environment being a scientist yeah We've got a family of four here. Yeah. Just in their own house. Just watching Netflix with the spider settling on the couch. They're hogging all the popcorn as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are they watching? Uh, uh, eight-legged freaks? No, that'd probably be insensitive. <laughs> you ever seen Charlotte's eight-legged freaks? Surely Charlotte's Web. <laughs> I'm sure they're sick of Charlotte Web. Charlotte's Web and, the, and the ending is just too sad. <laughs> it's too, how, does it, how does it end? I was never allowed. Uh, she lives forever. Happy. She right, lives okay. forever. Uh, it's very similar to, to Bambi. Um, I have one question and one question alone, Sean, when I've seen this story. My yeah. main question is for you. How quickly do you get the matches and burn the whole thing to the ground? Like, I, I genuinely, it would cross my mind. Like, I'm mm. not even afraid of spiders. Yeah. Like, I, like I'll get a spider out of a bathroom. But there comes a point where it becomes the spider's territory now. <laughs> and that point I, is summed up with, like, it's either one very big spider or lots yeah. of little spiders. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd be the same. I'm like, okay, if there's one, we, we pick it up, we move it. Right? But yeah. if it's a real big one, look, man. I don't have any issue with that. And also, if it's multiple ones, then I'm only going to be eaten to death. And I've seen that scene in The Mummy when uh, oh, Abba Lily gets eaten to death. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, no one likes that. <laughs> That's what I'm always thinking of that scene. I think with these kind of spiders, it's the thickness of the legs that get me. Because you're not like a house spider. Mm. Its legs are like one pixel wide. It feels like yeah, yeah. yeah. But these ones are like three D model. It's it's they're just they're is, too. Is there girthy. worse things to share your home with in terms of animal kingdom? Bears, bear. But we've had people share houses with bears, and it'd be all like, look at Paddington, for example. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's lovely. He's a lovely little bear. I don't I, know. I'm still not over, by the way, somebody giving uh, Paddington two not a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's ninety nine. It's ah, oh, I don't, I don't care for that. It's some. I, I look. I don't want to say it, but it might be the worst person that's ever lived has given it one negative review out of like ten thousand. Maybe it's this spider. Maybe it's Charlotte <gasps> that she's like, fuck. oh, this bear yeah, fuck yeah, is getting yeah. all the attention. Ah, it's and my I, movie from two thousand seven. Yeah, <laughs> the big one voiced by whoever voiced me in that movie. Um, oh that is a reference there's definitely a movie table quiz with like who voices Charlotte and Charlotte's Web yeah, the animated I, movie oh, yeah, um, Charlotte's Web voice who, was Charlotte's uh, Web 2006 Julia Roberts <laughs> Julia got did she get that Julia Roberts yes, it? Julia well who, done. Was, who was the pig uh, uh, I think you're thinking of pig in the city babe there is a pig in Charlotte's Web, though, isn't there? Oh, there is. I think she becomes friends with the pig. I'm going to guess 2006. Who's big in 2006? Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal as the pig? 
I don't know, but Steve Buscemi is Templeton the Rat. That's pretty good. <laughs> this is not to do with living with a spider, but this is more important. Why can Oh, wait. Wilbur the Spring Pig was voiced by Dominic Scott K. Yeah, Who's, that well-known name. That well-known, Dominic Scott well-known, K. He was, in, he was young Will Turner in Pirates of the Caribbean at oh, World's End. You should know him then. I really... Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. ashamed of myself, yeah, yeah, Connor. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> what else is he doing? He was in Minority Report as younger Sean. <laughs> this guy has a career that uh, rivals everyone. Okay, I'm, I'm very interested. What's he doing now? What's he up to? Uh, Nobody me, cares other than me and you about this one man, but I'm he, really interested. He is, the last thing he did, uh, he yeah. was in The Little Engine that caught in 2011, right? Dead right. Then he was in a thing called Redstone in 2021. So 10 oh. year gap making yeah, a comeback. Yeah, he, he took time off. He was living off that Charlotte Webb's money. And now he's in pre-production for three separate films. Drops <laughs> of Jupiter, Shadow of a God and Dear Amanda. <laughs> They're all just like films going to Netflix. They have Netflix headlines all over them. These are, yeah, these are uh, tax breaks, I think. Drops of yeah. Jupiter. Is that one of them? Drops of Jupiter. Oh, you're going to love the fucking summary for Drops of oh, Jupiter. Oh, here we go. Drops of Jupiter. Let's see. Everyone take a moment. What is the plot for Drops of Jupiter? I'm going to guess. Yeah. Uh, forbidden love. Um, oh. It's it's two people, forbidden love, and they have to come back together. And one's an astronaut. Oh, well, Connor. <laughs> Examining the perspectives and the deep connection between a blind boy and a girl with haemophilia. <laughs> Written and directed by Dominic Scott K. Yes, Dominic. <laughs> Shout out to Dominic. Make your own job. He spent ten I. years coming up with this fucking bulletproof plot. It's locked, boys. <laughs> you could have given me a trillion guesses, and that never would have been my plot idea for Drops of Jupiter. But look, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's happening too. Hemophilia, yeah. by the way, is where your blood doesn't clot properly, everyone. Yeah. So there you go. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Big, for a big plot. representation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's blind as well. Why not? Expected it's September 2022. We're all sitting around waiting for the trailer to drop. <laughs> um, look, Sean, I feel like we have to move on because Dominic, we can't just talk about Dominic, even though we could. We could. And by the way, we... th- this is like an insight into our conversations off mic. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, going on weird IMDB rabbit holes. So I'm going to have to move on, Sean, because I have found... Maybe the strangest new thing on the food market that might be impacting myself and yourself. Is it warm ice cream? Not warm ice cream. Um, But you love cereal, I can only assume. Big fan. Big Big fan. fan. We had a Cocoa Pops discussion for nigh on 15 minutes the other day. We do tend to have a bit of segues or tangents (laughs) on this show. But Sean, what do we always have with your cereal? A spoon. No, the liquid, Sean. Oh, milk? milk? Milk. Right. Almond so, or otherwise. But what if I told you there's a new way to cereal? I I mean, first of all, I'm, I, I'm intrigued. Second of all, I'm suspicious. <laughs> Who needs milk, Sean? Because Tropicana have created a cereal specifically for orange juice. No. 
No, that doesn't go together, Tropicana. <laughs> what is... Unless it's like, oh, maybe. Okay, have you had bubble tea? Like boba? Uh, bubble tea. Um, I think I have, maybe yeah, it's, once. It's like a juicy tea kind of thing with little bubbles of flavour in it. Yes, okay. I feel that could work in a bowl of orange juice, but why okay. wouldn't you just have that in a glass? Um, now, look, they might, it might not be the ideal version, but they are launching on National Orange Juice Day, which was last week. Uh, it is plan- planning to rectify the situation. They're releasing a cereal specifically intended to mix with orange juice instead of milk, so you can have your lovely bowl of cereal with as much sugar as you can handle. <laughs> but, well, I mean, presumably it's natural. Heaven forbid this is from concentrate, Connor. But. <laughs> With bits. <laughs> with bits, with pulp. Do you like an orange juice with pulp or without? Um, you know what? I don't mind, to be honest. Really? Um, sometimes I like a bit of pulp. Okay. And if not sponsored or anything, but what yeah. brand do you go for for your orange uh, juice? Oh, um, whichever is the cheapest. Interesting. Interesting, because yeah. I'll splash out. I'm getting I'm getting the tropical innocent, Connor. Yeah or not. It's tropical fam- innocent. Tropical innocent, family size as well. I like Fuck my juice. Off. I like you're my juice, nothing. what can I say? No wonder you're not making rent. With that kind of attitude. <laughs> You've bankrupted us on citrus, Sean. I'm also allergic to pineapple. I probably shouldn't be fucking <laughs> I think that's a dangerous game. I wouldn't be buying juices if I was allergic to one of the ingredients. Ah, but it's the it's the thrill, you know. It's not like I'm badly allergic, it just makes my mouth sting. <laughs> Yeah, but even a little bit allergic is still enough for me to say maybe I would buy the juice that might have that in it. But it's also got other juices, other fruits to fight the pineapple, so it's, it balances you think the, out. You think the apple is going to fight the pineapple in your mouth until yeah. ultimately you're fine? Ultimately leaving me with just pine, yeah. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> Lovely pine juice. Mmm, Christmas. <laughs> so, the... Bu- the, what is Tropicana Crudge, Sean? Well, the box describes it as a honey almond cereal. Um, it's got honey almond clusters, and then oh. you put orange juice on top of the honey almond clusters, and then eventually... Apparently, the honey almond flavour was chosen to balance against the orange juice's tartness. Do you know what goes really well with honey and almond, though? It's just a bit of milk. A bit of milk. A bit of milk. And then glass mm. of orange juice on the side. That's I feel like they've skipped the bit in the middle. Just deal with this glass on the side. I yeah. think you're you're I think de- it, it's it, as a company it gives you more significance if you have if you have your own separate receptacle for your product, you know? You're not being poured in with some other you know, so, so yeah. some solid breakfast treat. You're all about the liquid. And I think, just as a business, I, I, I can understand people have to buy more of you if they're pouring you on cereal. That's so true. they That's do have true. to buy bigger bottles of it. But would, would it balance out, though? Because I don't put that much milk on my cereal. So like maybe a, an orange juice glass worth of milk is what I would okay. say. So no <laughs> one how you, you measure things? <laughs> it's, it's how I measure everything from orange juice to the blood I donate. Uh, but what, the thing is, is that would people then cut out the orange, ju- the glass of orange juice entirely? I think no, you're so cutting I, your market out. You really are. Or at least yeah. you're keeping it the same. So what's the point of investing in a cereal-making empire? Don't, don't, don't come into this market. It's just not for you. It's a, you're not meant for this. You know mm. what you're good at. And stick to that, Sean. Don't do media. Uh, 
<laughs> we're not even trying to catch it. Sorry, sorry, I blacked out sorry, for a second. Sorry, just, we just went, <laughs> I just remember the conversation I had with my, with my mother. Sorry. Can I just can I just say though, there, there, there's no sociopath on the planet who would have the orange juice cereal with a glass of orange juice on the side. No, I think you'd have to literally be Mr. Tropicana to, to want that. Um, what if, and hear me out here, this is all a play, by Big Milk. <laughs> Big Milk? Big okay. Milk. And so you get your Tropicana cereal, pour your yeah. Tropicana on that. You don't want a glass of orange juice on the side. What do you want? Yeah. Nice cold glass of milk in the morning. I mean, not really, <laughs> but yeah, I I love the idea that they're like, well, we'll still have over half the market in the cereal. Like they're not going to come in and take all of our people, but yeah. we can take some of theirs if they <laughs> move out with their position. They're just swapping turf the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to get some of the cereal but we're going to get all of the milk glasses and half the bowl glasses for the cereal. So, like... <laughs> There's some poor intern trying to do the maths on how much money they're going to make. <laughs> Just like right now. Oh, fuck. I think we're going to make seven trillion dollars next year. Fuck uh, it up. Sorry, do, uh, sorry, I just went on Reddit and apparently some people have water with their cereal. What's going on there? <laughs> How are we going to get rid of water? <laughs> mm, it's a good question. We flood the ocean with Tropicana. <laughs> yes. Um, concentrate because then it'll dilute. <laughs> that's true. Sean, do you have, have you ever had cereal with water in it? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I never, oh, actually, well, would you count porridge? Uh, not really, to be okay. honest. I've never had, no, I've never gotten like a box of cereal and poured water in it. I, I would have porridge with milk as well though. Would you? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll switch it up. I'll take it easy. The, uh, one time a load of ants got in my porridge, so I had to go to the shop and buy one of those little pots of porridge. And that just oh, yeah. said to pour boiling water into it. So that's what I did and it was fine. <laughs> Tell me more about his filmography. <laughs> well, he was in Minority Report. Yeah. Um, as young Sean. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And I th- what really stood out to me on this story is that Florida has a few people that I wanted to get to this week. There's mm-hmm. There's four stories from Florida this week. But wow. Texas man has stepped up. And he's done a little bit of a he's done a little bit of a story that stood out to me because of just how random it is. Because I'm I make have a wild claim that this is in Austin, Texas. Texas man, what? It's actually in Port Arthur, Texas. Ah, oh, shit. Um, Texas man cuts grass before stealing lawnmower at night. Police say. Wait, so he cut the grass of the place he was robbing it from. Yes. <laughs> It's like, well, it's it's the start of grass growing season. I'm taking there. I'm taking it. Like they're going to be left with really long grass in a few weeks and up to three to four weeks. Like so, do them a favor. Do them a solid. Yeah, they won't be that mad. Sure, they won't need it for a while then. Yeah. So it'll give them time to find a replacement. How? I mean, lawnmowers are loud, aren't they? I would assume lawnmowers are loud. I I always assume a lawnmower is louder than maybe would take to wake someone up from a sleep. Generally, I would say, yeah, yeah, you, like a, a lawnmower during the day, maybe your brain will tune that out for a bit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but a lawnmower in the middle of the night when no one else is doing anything, even louder, I would say. A lawnmower at day, that's okay. Lawnmower at night, you'll get a fright. 
Oh, um, oh that's, a, that's a good uh, memory device for when to use your lawnmower. <laughs> There's guys just about to wheel it out at midnight. Wait, what's the rhyme? What did Connor tell me? <laughs> a Texas man apparently mowed the front and backyard of a home in Port Arthur before deciding to steal the lawnmower he used to mow the front and backyard of this random home. According to a Facebook post, um, Marcus Renard Hubbard was captured on a surveillance camera, removing items from a residence on April, uh, on the last day of April. So this is like last, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. He was then captured on video, f- filling the lawnmower with gasoline, and oh, then deciding to mow the property owner's yard, front and back, at night time. That, that's fucked, because that implied, like, there was no hesitation that he was going to do the back as well. Like, he was just like, well, I've done this. I'm not going to yeah. stop now. I mean, you can't do a half a garden. Like, it's, you're going to have to do the whole thing. Otherwise, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, because I'd buy it that if, like, he thought he should do it and he started and then maybe one row in, he was like, I really should get out of here. But yeah. he had to finish the lawn. Because I'm really loudly making noise while committing a robbery. And I kept swearing when I couldn't pull the cord and start the lawnmower. <laughs> and you get the, the little rings. It's just a nightmare. That's going to be even louder. It's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing yeah. to be here. Gl- glad I'm not on camera is all I can say out loud. It's called also. surveillance, by the way. Taking the lawnmower out. Then he takes several more items out of the, the shed, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then decides, well, he's going to wheel the lawnmower away, but it's got no gas lead in it. So, I mean, I gotta fill up the gas. So he has to go back into the shed, get the gasoline, come back out. Then he's gotta get one of those little filters, try and fit it into the little hole. You don't want gasoline f- flowing all over the place. Spill it everywhere. You panic. Yeah. You light a cigarette just to take yeah. your mind off things. Oh, uh, I'm all relaxed now. Pa 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 pa. The the thing is though is that like would it would it could he not just push it away without gasoline in it? You're an idiot, show. What, Sorry. How? how no, who I, has ever pushed a lawnmower without it being on? Nobody. Oh, look, look, as a man who exclusively uses the scythe to cut his grass, <laughs> I'm not up. Gas is expensive, Connor. <laughs> we can't all be rich enough to afford. I, I'm a man smoothies. for little scissors. That's what I am. You little scissors. You are, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're like a boot camp kind of military school. I, I'm very similar. Yeah, I'm, I'm crawling. I'm always crawling on hands God. and knees. And you're wearing all your white clothes. Yeah, well, I'm always ruining them. But at the same yeah. time, it's, got it's that how big you pointy get pointy hood on. It's but that's <laughs> Jesus no. <laughs> no, if they turn up to cut your grass, you say no. You, you say, say you, you not say today. Firmly. No. no, not no, for thank me. Thank you. No, thank you, sir. <laughs> and it's definitely going to be a sir. Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> going to be a sir. <laughs> um, so, Sean, the vehicles can be, with their headlights turned on, can be seen passing by the home as Hubbard continues to cut the grass for up to 15 minutes outside the house. The neighbours must have been so pissed, being like, I'm going to go over. Because they don't know it's a burglary at this point. But also... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say so. I think this is a double bluff because if you were in at your house, right? Say mm-hmm. it was even just your home, you hear a lawnmower outside. Yeah. I think you will still think, well, it's not my lawnmower because it, so it must be next door's lawnmower because I have obviously have mine in the shed. So you kind of just black it out. I get what you're thinking there. 
But I think if I was walking up by a lawnmower in the middle of the night, I would, would look. look. Yeah, I would no, look you're and right. make sure. And I know right. my lawnmower. I know all the stickers I've placed all over it. The Lightning McQueen eyes that I have on the front. That's not getting away from me. <laughs> it's on the site. <laughs> Ka-chow, I say, as I, as I round the corner of the, the grass. the police show up, sir. <laughs> People are hearing you say Ka-chow as you slice near them. <laughs> the, um, I, but I do think, like... Maybe like the neighbours down the street, like they're not going to look. But I think if it's, you would be able to hear it outside your own window, you know. And then once it goes to the back of your house. Yeah, once it comes back around, at that point you're like, wait, that's definitely my backyard. Here's the thing, right? Okay, so start of summer, Texas, I imagine it's pretty hot. Oh, it's it's hot. I mean, we got up to nearly warm the other day. God, and I had heat stroke. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yes. So... I, like, say Texas, roasting hot, you you haven't had the energy to cut the grass. You see a man in the middle of the night doing the grass. You know he's stealing from you, but he's <laughs> nearly finished the back garden. Do you let him complete the job before calling the police? <laughs> you ring the police and you're like, show up in 15. They're like, we'll be there in five. No, no, no. No, no, we no. Give him another 10. It's a big back garden, okay? Right? It's, he's got to do a few strips. There's a swing set there he has to navigate around. <laughs> I, I've asked him to put an imprint of a star in the backyard, so <laughs> about 25 minutes, lads. He's making requests at this point. <laughs> um, so he cuts the grass. Officers arrive at the scene. Hubbard ran from the area while dragging the lawnmower behind him, right? Yeah. Police found the lawnmower in a nearby alley, but have yet to find Hubbard, which la- leads me to believe he showed up He's mowed the front and back garden, stolen a lawnmower, and then left it and got away. And, like, in terms of, like, you know, you die, you go up to the pearly gates, your sins get tallied, right? Yeah. He's technically just done a good thing there. I mean, he didn't totally steal the lawnmower. Like, no. he, he left it nearby. Yeah. If he had continued taking the lawnmower... Then it's like his hubris gets involved and he yeah. wants to take this and get away with mm. it. He's happy enough for that lawnmower to go back. Your Honour, he's happy enough for that lawnmower <laughs> to go back to its rightful owner. We have him on CCTV robbing the lawnmower. Uh, uh, okay, where is the lawnmower right now, Your Honour? <laughs> yes. It's in the shed, isn't it? Along with the gasoline. And he yeah. said he'd give you the $20 to pay back that gasoline that he, t- he used up. Gasoline's expensive. I don't know if you. I don't know if the good ladies and gentlemen of the court have found that out yet. Uh, but I, I, I genuinely like. I, I, w- I would be. I would be happier in this case to have the story rather than the I th- lawnmower. I think as the homeowner, you're coming out good. Like you ha- now have a lawnmower that's fully filled with gasoline, but also yeah. a backyard that's completely cut. Completely cut. But I also think right, and there's an element of unsettledness to this whole thing. It's not a regular thing to have happen. You might be a bit freaked out. I don't think he'd be able to properly enjoy the garden until the grass grows enough and he gives it a fresh cut. <laughs> he washes and he scrubs and he scrubs and he scrubs, <laughs> but he's never clean. He won't come out. <laughs> he's just terrified of going into his own garden. He's just like, it's not the same. 
It's just not the yeah, same anymore. Yeah, he ruined it. He ruined, he ruined my garden. Like, it was mine, and now it's been interfered with. He didn't even do any of the edging. It's oh, just... It's a nightmare out there. And there was dog poo out there. He didn't clean it up before he started. It was midnight. Oh, he couldn't it see spread it. spread around. Oh, so it's, it's just... Oh, lads. Just... What's your favourite yard work, Connor? Oh, Jesus, what a question. I mean, (laughs) I feel like you reach adulthood when you're able to answer what's your favourite yard work. When you have a definite answer in your head, I think that's when you're I don't. um, Do you not? I mean, I suppose, like... Okay, I'm going to ask it back to you because you clearly have an answer and I want to see how crazy it is. (laughs) I mean, the the correct answer is pressure washing. Why? it's It's the most satisfying one. You go out, you clean all the dirt off everything, you spray it at random oh, you know people as they one? pass by. What's you know a good on? one? A strimmer. I mean, oh, a strimmer. Oh, a strimmer is good. <laughs> That's a good one. You it feel like one. so powerful getting rid of things. Yeah, and you, you're getting into like the good long grass where maybe you haven't <laughs> strimmed in four or five cuts. And then there's good long grass in the corner of the wall and things like that. You're oh, just going, <laughs> cut we, out. we were doing like some... Um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Like uh, local help with the local cemetery. Okay. Okay. Because they were, were doing murdering like, people. No, well, we were murdering people, but we were filling the holes of bodies, though, Sean, <laughs> to be fair. But, like, it's nice positive for the community. But the place was overgrown, right? Place looked yeah. like shit. And they were having some event there. And so um, there were, all of us kind of got in. We all got like six trimmers, started on one side of it, went to the other side of it, went across. It was like five hours. But you felt such power just being like, look, nothing matters here. Nothing can stop me. That's, I mean, a similar story, actually, is that uh, I was helping my dad clean out the back of a church one time of weeds and overgrowth and things like that. And he rented a strimmer, right? And it had like a chest harness that you had to wear because it oh, was yeah. so fucking heavy. Yeah, yeah, I had that, yeah. Oh, man, I really want to yeah. use one of those strimmers sometime. <laughs> We're we're the most boring people in the world. I think we might be, but I'm going to own it. Is strimmer just an Irish term for... Uh, What what else is it called? uh, Strimmer. I mean... It has to be called strimmer. It's like a trimmer, but it's speedy. uh, A weed whacker in America. Is that what it's called? called. I think that's what a weed whacker is in America. A a brush cutter? That's another word for it. (laughs) Lads, I'm telling you. Get into gardening. We're on. Don't. My advice is don't. Dig a big hole. Put a body in it. Strim over it. You'd be grand. (laughs) Strim the body up. Put it in several holes. Have you ever run over a stick that's just slightly too big with a lawnmower? Uh, (laughs) I'm going to move on. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Because this is the lowest we've ever gone. I think people will love this chat. Um, and the answer is no. I'm gonna follow this up again, Sean. Have you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Did it affect you emotionally? Yes. Oh, as does everything. As I, I assumed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, while you're here, uh, leave a like and review on whatever plat- podcast platform you're listening on, please. We forgot to say it up top of all episodes <laughs> to do that on. This is the worst one. No, um, it's great. <laughs> so. Keep going. Um, <laughs> we're doing so well. <laughs> um, we're moving on to a different Florida man, Sean, because Florida man has finally showed up. Okay. Um, Florida man decided that he wanted 
to go for a drive in his recently purchased $704,000 car, Ford GT. Okay, and you say per- like actually purchased legitimate, all good. Mm. He, well, Robert J. Gurani, Gurini recently became the proud owner of the 2006 Heritage Edition Ford GT. So, I mean, here's the thing. Shortly before, however, shortly after purchasing it, I should say, he went, Robert decided to go for a drive. Mm-hmm. And so he drives this car. It's, now it's his dream. It's his favourite car he's ever owned. He spent 700 grand on it. What could go wrong? Well, Robert has never driven stick. And the Ford GT has a manual transmission, Sean. So my story is, Florida man crashes $700,000 Ford GT as he was unfamiliar with manual transmission. I mean, would you not, like, would you not, like, practice a bit first? (laughs) Did he just assume he was going to figure it out on the day? (laughs) He bought the car and having tried to drive it home, crashed it into a tree. He didn't even make it home. (laughs) And my favourite part of this whole story is there's an eyewitness named John Peddle. Sean? No. (laughs) No, there is not, Connor. (laughs) (laughs) That man's not real. There's no way his name is John Peddle. How is he an eyewitness of this exact crime? And here's Mike Steering Wheel with the news. <laughs> John, John Peddle posted photos of the car crash on Facebook, which showed that the damage is limited to the front of the car. However, the hit was substantial enough to trigger multiple airbags, disable the vehicle, and cause the GT to slide far enough that it blocked a nearby sidewalk. So he fucked it, is what happened. Uh, I think the scientific term is it's fucked, yeah. Um right. According to magazine Road and Truck, which I can only assume John Peddle must write for. I I don't understand. It's odd that John was first on the scene and his initial reaction was to take photos. I think that's just rec- that's just as a reference to us. This is the 21st century, Sean. Maybe I mean, we're the sheeple. Is, um, we're the squid game. What? what are we talking about? <laughs> the 50-year-old uh, Robert told the cops that he lost control while driving away from uh, the development due to being unfamiliar with how to drive a stick shift. That um, is the phrasing of a man who wants to save face. I mean, he here's what happened. Florida man owns enough money to buy a 4 GT. Great. He's told it's a manual transmission. And Bertie Big Bollocks himself says... Ah, yeah, I'll be grand. I'll drive that home. Don't you worry, boy. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Fucking easy. Easy. (laughs) How hard can it be? I'll learn on the way. I'll drive 100 (laughs) the whole (laughs) way home. Yeah, would you not drive more cautiously, like? (laughs) Fucking, oh, man. Uh, Have you ever been in a car after the airbags have been set off, by the way? Uh, No, you've done everything. I've never been in a car once the airbags went off. (laughs) Sean? It was after the, I wasn't in a car crash. Uh, you was, have actually was, been hit by a car though as well on the opposite side. That was, that was more of an outside look at a car crash. Uh, but uh, after uh, uh, the airbags go off, there's a wonderful smell of explosive in the car. 
Oh, like a wonderful it, smell. A wonder, like the genuine. FBI are going to come to your house if you keep saying a wonderful smell of explosive. <laughs> wonderful smell of airbag then, that's fine. <laughs> the wonderful smell of C4 was wafting through my school. All I'm saying is if they sold that as a little air freshener, you could hang up. Because yeah. I keep having to crash my car every time yeah. I want to smell that. <laughs> You're just like, just buy a little Christmas tree. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like bring home a pizza and after the smell is still there and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, so what happened is the police report said after the crash Mr. Guria Edi approached a nearby security worker and told him he didn't have a phone so he'd have to return to his home to call the police leaving the bashed up car unattended um, right. even though he told the officers that it was his inexperience using gears that led to this mishap but it wasn't the only problem according to him speaking to the media outlet the, the man claimed that Here's here's the take shot. This is how we know he's a bit embarrassed and he's okay. a man because he says there's old tires on that car. It was a muddy pavement and the fresh detailing caused the 550 horsepower supercar to swing out and hit a tree. So technically wasn't him. It's, it was the tires, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that is such a like oh those tyres it's bad workmen blaming their tools kind now, of thing he says all this right he says yeah. there's old tyres muddy pavement fresh detailing caused like this 550 horsepower supercar to swing out Sean what pace do you think he's going when he crashes and absolutely writes off this car like 100 kilometres an hour maybe he added that the crash occurred as he shifted into second gear from first. <laughs> what the Those fuck? old tyres, man. Those old tyres don't have the grip. They don't have the... They can't handle the torque of second gear. <laughs> I was going dirty. <laughs> That's ridiculous. He had just pulled out with a fucking like, industrial park then. I can only assume or, or he's pulling away from traffic in first and moving into second and drove straight into a tree because... Muddy, it was muddy sidewalks and yeah. also old tyres. But how far did he get in first then? I mean... <laughs> the engine screaming at him. He's driving the whole way in first, just absolutely <laughs> just screaming, just bopping up and down. Oh man, and then ch- changes the gears. And I can only assume, it, like, he, he moves the steering wheel because he looks down to change the gear. Yeah. That has to be it. And then somehow at... 25 kilometres an hour. <laughs> yeah, what pace are you normally going? Well, in first, if we go by kilometres, you can normally get to about 20 kilometres an hour before you have to change. Yeah. So maybe, what's that in miles? Um, mm. It's probably like 10, 10 miles an hour. <laughs> we are terrible. We we grew up just at the change in Ireland. It's 10 miles, miles per hour is my prediction. 10 miles an hour. Uh, 25 kmh in mph. There is. we go. Uh, it would be 15 miles an hour. I said 20 to 10, though. You you did 25 to 15. Well, I said, okay, all right, 20 kilometres. I want to be exactly right, Sean. If I'm not right, I'm not willing to play the game. 20 kilometres equals 12.4274. No, no! no! <laughs> Filed! <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Once again, my lack of knowledge of everything <laughs> foils me. Um, so he's going 12 miles per hour, Sean. Um, yeah, and he manages to wrap it halfway around a tree. I think that's pretty good. I think that's a... He's got to be revving the shit out of it. 
Like he's ruining the gearbox. Like, by yeah, but it's the old tires. That's the old that's tires. exactly because the it. tread depth is not ideal. It, it's for It's just these not good conditions. enough for this car. Um, you know, yeah, what's the what's the recommended tread depth in millimeters, Connor? Oh, uh, oh, uh, here we go. Come on, I, you have to pass the test. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that was... I can't remember the question. Um, oh, you man. don't do your tyre test every time uh, you get in the vehicle? <laughs> I did it that one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, oh, I'm going to say six. It's four. Oh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the difference between tw- 10 and 20 miles per hour. <laughs> It's almost the same. Um, that, I, I just remember those questions. I'm trying to think of a different one that um, you have to answer. Oh, when's the when's the best time to change the, the oil in a car? Oh, I don't. Uh, I, I don't look as a man without a license. Ah, no. Every ah, no. hundred thousand kilometers. Ridiculous. When it's cold. Ah, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because of temperature. Ter- because of temperature, Sean. So, we're b- that's probably not right. It's fine, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting a wig in it. When um, is it illegal to to bib your horn in Ireland? Is, is it illegal to drive while hanging out the door? <laughs> that's my question. <laughs> it's illegal to be fucking cool after. <laughs> Why are you putting those handcuffs on me? Because um, I'm so cool. <laughs> so I have one Florida man who fucked up, right? He, mm. he got into a vehicle, he fucked it. But for a very strange thing this week, Sean, I have a Florida man who did good things. Impossible, first yes. of all. Uh, I can't see this going well for anyone. Florida man has actually done a good and not only has he done a good, he's done a thing we only see in the movies. As I have, a passenger with no flying experience landed a plane in a Florida airport after the pilot became incapacitated mid-flight. Holy shit. Florida man is a hero. But I feel the way he ended up in that situation... Largely still speaks to the spirit of Florida, man. Because I imagine they said, does anyone a pilot? No. Does anyone want to give it a try? And Florida man puts up his hand immediately. I've crashed my car from going first to second, but I think I have this. I have this. What are the tyres like? Because I can't land this with bad tyres. You just uh, go down and expect the tyres there before I pull into the airport. <laughs> um, a passenger with no flying experience safely landed a private plane in a Florida airport Tuesday afternoon, uh, a May 10th, when the pilot became incapacitated. As the situation unfolded, the passenger can be heard telling air traffic control that he doesn't know how to fly the plane and has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> But he's there in the seat anyway, so that does most of it. He opens his monologue with, I've got a serious situation here, guys. My pilot has gone incoherent, and I have no fucking idea how to fly the airplane, lads. And, like, I imagine, like, the flight control at that moment is just like, oh, okay, we actually have to do this now. (laughs) All day they're just like, Landon, yeah, you're good to go. You're yeah. good to take off. You're good yeah, to I'm imagining it. it like a 60s writer's room kind of thing. Like, they're oh, leaning yeah. back with Rubik's Cubes and shit like that. <laughs> and they're, like, really hard working in real life. But in our heads, they do nothing. In our heads, they watch things come in on a screen. Yeah. I've but seen Die life, Hard. I've seen Die Hard 2. That's, exactly my, die that's hard exactly my frame of reference for flight controllers. 
<laughs> just Die Hard 2. And they're useless in that movie. Yeah, and then it's the other one is that one scene from Breaking Bad. But and my main, or Airplane, that's... Oh, Airplane's great, actually. Airplane's a good one. So why didn't they just get the blow-up pilot to land the plane? I mean, that's standard in every, even private jet, I would say. Standard uh, on a space shuttle, for God's sake, in Airplane 2, the sequel. <laughs> um, then an air traffic controller began. So the air traffic controllers get the call in. This is their biggest moment of their lives. And so one man steps up. And remember, this is in Florida. So this is one Florida man helping another Florida man. So one Florida man steps up. And he began providing the passenger with instructions on landing the plane, which eventually actually touched down in Palm Beach International Airport. Like a perfect landing. Like no damage to the... Amazing. The air traffic controller can be heard telling the man, try to hold the wings level and see if you can start descending for me. Push forward at the controls and descend at a very slow rate. No, even slower than that. Slower. Okay, there you go. Now you've got it. Try to follow the coast either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you. So they don't even have him like on the scanner yet. They just can hear him. That's amazing. (laughs) The, The fact that this went well though, do you think this man will, like, he'll just fly the plane himself next time? I, from now on, he's like, give me the fucking plane. I've got well, this. I'm basically an expert. I landed in a high-pressure scenario. I, I can I, do this. They also got to the radio. The air traffic controller can be heard telling a, a, another pilot what had unfolded. As the other pilot was like, what's going on? And they just said, you just witnessed a couple of passengers land that plane. The tower operator can be heard telling him. Um, Did you just say to me that passengers landed that airplane? (laughs) Said the pilot back. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus. Do they throw a little party if you do that? Or I mean, what kind of party do you hold? I just, I imagine there's like a break glass in case of passenger landing in the It's a one in a million shot. One a million shot. No one can yeah. pull it off. We're all counting on you. Yeah, and like it's and literally, I don't think I've ever heard of this happen other than the movies. And Florida man is the only man brave enough to do it. Yeah, and why did like Sonny just put it in a river? Like, so why did he get a movie with Tom Hanks? <laughs> and, and he was already a pilot. Man? He was, was already, already a pilot. pilot. He knew everything how to do except not yeah. hit a bunch of geese. Yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> the man saved untold lives. I don't. I don't mean hey, to belittle that. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Great film. Great film. Uh, but like this man needs this Florida man needs a movie made about him. I mean, I don't know what what you do with this Florida man. He's he's done two good things. Like, or he's done he's done a thing that's too good. Does this counteract all of the other Florida men? I don't think all of it. I don't mm. think all of it because there's been mm. there, there's been some pretty bad Florida men out there. Yeah. That's fair enough. But I feel like this is the first time in a long time Florida man's karma has gone the other direction. That's true. But you also said you had four Florida man stories this week and there's one left. And I'm willing to bet it doesn't outweigh this. But at the same time, this is one of those stories that's so cool and so good. It outweighs Mm. quite a lot of bad. So like he's like negative 50. But this is a cool story to put about like plus five. You're putting him up to plus five. I think Florida Man's a good man. I feel like that nothing will change that opinion of him so far. I think I've been cha- turned around. 
Right, okay. So, because I, I, I would still keep him in the negative overall. I think yeah. this has done a lot for him. It's very <laughs> for cool. His PR. <laughs> yeah. He still has a long way to go, in our opinion. <laughs> um, moving on, Sean, I have a little Florida Man story, and then a slightly bigger one, because I have Driver says he just had a little met before going 100 miles per hour on Florida freeway. <laughs> just a little meth. Just enough to get you going. Clearwater police arrested a Florida man Sunday morning after they said he took met before fleeing officers at a Sunoco gas station. Police officers said uh, police said officers went to the gas station on Gulf to Bay Boulevard around six o one a.m. on Sunday. Oh, after the store dog, manager called say. a man about called about a man being in and out of consciousness, the police show up, Kegel the size. He's getting out of there. This Kegel is the man. While okay. fleeing, Kegel swerved in and out of the right and left eastbound lanes on the Courtney Campbell Causeway as he sped over 100 miles per hour to try and get away. He then tried to swerve around the vehicle only to hit both the concrete media barrier and the vehicle that he was trying to avoid oh. um, until his vehicle became disabled. Then... Oh, great smell of airbag. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there going it's a lovely smell here don't know what's yes. going to happen next but fuck me it smells better than that this is a little bit <laughs> oh, of mess. sorry I just have a few Yankee candles going on in the back <laughs> <laughs> um, police affidavits have said that Kegel initially did not tell police what he took when they took him into custody but after he was read his rights um, he told an officer just really quietly I just did a little bit of met a little while ago is that is that a problem? Is, is that going to be an issue for you, <laughs> is officer? Gonna be, is, that, is that an issue or are we good? Are we cool? We cool. We cool? We cool. I saw it in your eyes. We cool. The meth has given me extra abilities to read minds. <laughs> I'm seeing four of you. <laughs> Whoa, why is the whole police squad here to take me in? <laughs> I've done nothing, officers. <laughs> So, also, what's 100 miles an hour in kilometres, Steve? Oh, shit. Wouldn't that be an interesting conversation? Um, It's actually 160 kilometres an hour. Is it actually? I don't know. Holy fuck. Is it? It is. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Yes! That's too fast. <laughs> I'm too good at this game. <laughs> you got no, you got fairly close on the first I, one. Yeah. And then, I got one out of three correct. <laughs> but the third you fucking nailed it. But so. I nailed the third one, and that's all that matters. Nobody remembers the first two if you get the last one. Yeah, it's um, like Star Wars. <laughs> what do you think of Florida Man here? I feel like I enjoy his honesty. I, uh, but is it like he he can be honest? That, that doesn't excuse the fact that he went 100 miles an hour down the motorway, hit a barrier, and the car he was trying to avoid by steering into the barrier. Yeah, but he just did a little bit of met. Like, he didn't do a lot. And well, I think what's that's a important. Bit? What's I a think standard he, amount of met? I, 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 a handful. handful <laughs> of I love I mean, the idea that someone's like, what's a little bit? I'll just do a handful of mess. It's like those recipes and it's like a pinch of salt. A handful. <laughs> a handful of mess. Um, I think it's left just rubbing into your skin. And you'll feel lovely and bright for the just rest right, of the day. Right on the gums. Oh, know? lads. Um, we're finishing off weird news this week with a Florida man that 
Once I seen the airplane story, I felt like we needed one to counteract what had just occurred. Because Florida Man, the main thing for Florida Man is that he attempts things, but he's so stupid that he can never quite pull them off. Because I have Florida Man burglarizes home, accidentally leaves behind prescription pill bottle. (laughs) Would would that contain his name and address by any chance? It would. It would, yes. Right. Okay, I see where this is going. A Florida man pulled the biggest heist of his career, but unwittingly (laughs) left behind his prescription pill bottle. (laughs) Why did he bring that with him? (laughs) For the nerves. The nerves, of course. Um, What's in the scene? Officers met with the property owner, who reported the glass to the rear French doors of the residence was damaged, and it appeared somebody had made entry. Inside the residence, officers observed a disarray, and the suspect left behind numerous high-value items, just left behind. Included with these items was a pill bottle that belonged to a male identified as 58-year-old Samuel Blake Shroof. Um, Now, the homeowner said he was not Samuel Blake Shroof and had never met a Samuel Blake Shroof. Okay, so it's a ghost is what you're saying there. It's a sick ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ghost with anxiety. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Cape Corral Police Department Property Crimes Unit, fucking hell, responded and collected multiple latent fingerprints from the crime scene and records were able to confirm that he did also not in fact wear any gloves and it was a positive match for Samuel Blake Shroof. (laughs) Sammy, what are you doing to me? You hired me to defend you here, but it's, it's sounding pretty you're, locked in. You're his lawyer, oh, Sam, you are going down. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, and he's a real confident lawyer. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, they got fingerprints, that's fine. We can yeah. get around that. Yeah. Uh, what? There's a a prescription. That they left, You left your own prescription bottle there and your fingerprints are also in the home. Um, right, right. Oh, Sammy, oh. this isn't looking good for us, I'll be honest. <sighs> Sammy, I would call your loved ones. You will yeah. not be seeing them again. Give um, me two of them pills very quickly. Before <laughs> we go in. I'm stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so con- contact was made with Truth, who was located in the vicinity. So he was oh, nearby, okay. Sean. It's even worse for Sammy. Um, <laughs> and he was subsequently detained and transported to Cape Corral Police Department, where he was interviewed. Mr. Shroof confirmed that they were his pills, but he didn't rob anywhere. He didn't, he wasn't anywhere near the place. Someone robbed my pills and my hands, Your Honour. <laughs> you ever heard the story of your hands getting robbed, Your Honour? That's that what's happened be, here. If you were really desperate, right, and you committed a crime and you knew your fingerprints were at the scene. Chop your hands off. Chop your hands off. Yeah. That's like surely the way to go. It's the Don't only... My, Option. It's the only option. No gloves. No, 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 no. You're just going to do two weeks service. No, no, no. Give me the axe. (laughs) And when they find you, like, slumped over with two bloody stumps for hands. You robbed an ice cream. They're not going to send you to jail. You used lime wire. (laughs) I chopped off my feet just in case as well. No, they got nothing on I did it the wrong order, though. I did the hands first. <laughs> I was a difficult one with the feet. <laughs> Some kind of guillotine scenario. 
Um, so eventually Mr. Shroof confirmed that he, Florida man, had indeed broke into the residence because he was currently um, looking for things to rob. He stated hmm. he broke into the unoccupied residence because he also had nowhere to stay for that night and he felt like he could stay there and then take a few things with him. Right, so he was just going to tuck in for the night and then yeah. pack a bag before he um, leaves. He eventually confirmed that the items inside were his. Remember, they are his pills and his fingerprints that he, and everything else that he had left. Um, and he did eventually also admit that he forced entry into the rear door because due to the fact that his fingerprints were also all over the rear door that the area that was broken into. I mean, uh, what if... No. This is, this is your toughest case yet. <laughs> this is... What if Sammy happens to work in... Look, I need you to bear with me on this one. What if he works in a sellotape factory, right? <laughs> Your Honour. Your Honour, because... Uh, and, the, the judge is just like, he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. What if, right. what if he knew someone that worked in a sellotape factory? Identical twins? Is that a... Is that, is that, that, a, thing? Is that, a, is that a thing with fingerprints? <laughs> Sammy, you got an identical twin just fucking winking at him really hard. <laughs> no. Fuck's <laughs> sake, oh, Sammy, Sammy, I'll kill you myself. Sammy, you're, oh, genuine, I'm going to chop my arms and my legs off. <laughs> and beat you to death with him somehow. <laughs> um, what do you think of Florida Man here, Sean? Did he do commit this crime? I think he might be innocent. I think, look, I think maybe after the stress of trying to land that plane on his own. Yeah. Yeah, he got, he got some pills from the doctor. Pills had an adverse effect on his mind. Mm. Went burglarising... Uh, home. I think you find if you look in the records, uh, the homeowner was a pilot, actually. Uh, so there's, he was there's trying that. to rob his plane. You think they all bring them home with them? Yeah, yeah. So he wants to get back in the air. Is yeah, his yeah. issue? You he's know, getting back in the action. Yeah, yeah. He's got to. He's got to land it better this time. Yeah, uh, he's got to save everyone this time. He's putting uh, more and more people into danger. He's just he's, like now adding more and more debts. He's become a commercial airline pilot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a two-story plane. I'm not bringing one story. <laughs> and let me tow another plane behind me. <laughs> I land both of them by. <laughs> he's just tracing. He's chasing the high. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week of Weird News it has been, Connor. Would yeah. you like me to take us out? Yeah, sure, why not? Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. And special shout-outs, of course, go to Waffles, the magic, undisputed king of Aotearoa, New Zealand, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wright Time Evanson, Sean Groyer Mo for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, I told two people about this show and now I have no shoes in the crew. <laughs> we, we are not held accountable for the loss of any shoes. I am. <laughs> Connor took your shoes. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doty, and Sackman41. Welcome to the fold, Sackman41. Welcome 41. to the Sackman. 
Welcome. He's a sack man. I was literally thinking the same thing. (laughs) It's the way to go. We have the same brain cell. Um, And if you want to support the show in other ways, we do have our website and merch store link below, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. We are on Twitter at Heroes for Hire Pod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Dillman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. TikTok is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And you can email any questions or queries to heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com. But the best way to ever help out the show is to just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Colin. I think so. So I've been Connor Long. I've been Charlie. We shall see you on next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 